Hello and welcome to the Portadown Preview Show, Season 2, Episode 5 or 6. We're not sure because Neil's not here tonight. He decided after Saturday's debacle he couldn't be bothered coming on and talking about football. So instead of Neil, I hope you're well, but we have got the head of everything off the pitch, media-wise, Mr. Mark Beatty. How are you, Mark? Like I said before, not the head, the mouth. Yeah, the face of yeah, the face of yeah, face of the franchise. Right. Yeah. yeah, not too bad. Yeah, getting through it. Yeah, it's good to I have know. you on, like. Thank you, mate. That's good. And also, we have Portadown player Rory Crossbury. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? Very well. Are we going Rory or Rory? We'll go Rory. We'll rock oh. with the the real name. Because we'll get in trouble if you call you anything. Absolutely. <laughs> I. Uh, I lived in London for a couple of years, and whenever I introduced myself as Dave, they used to go, sorry, what? I'd be like, Dave, sorry, what? And then I would have to degrade myself and go, it's Dave. Uh, Nothing worse. (laughs) Pissed me off every single time. So listen, Rory, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming to the podcast. It did take you about 20 minutes to join there. The Wi-Fi in Castlewell is not so good. No, too many hills in between there and Portadown, so. Absolutely. And obviously, Portadown is where the internet comes from. So hills. it's never going to get. It's never going to get there, is it? Like so. Um, really, I suppose we wanted to bring you on, and uh, you know, to get a bit of an update about your injury, um, start to the season, and all that kind of stuff. But we'll talk about football in a minute. But what what about the injury? How are you getting on? Um, so I actually seen Scotty the physio at Portadown for the first time on Saturday since the injury just due to the swelling he just wanted me to rest it as much as possible um, and he is very happy with the progress it's actually healing a lot quicker than I thought it would have been initially we thought it was a fibula break in the, the bone but the uh, x-ray was clean there was no break there and, but the swelling was pretty bad so I've got an MRI on the 4th or 2nd I need to double check I think it's the 6th to clear up the, basically the diagnosis and I think personally, I've done my ankles a few times over the years. I think it's ligament damage. Like I've definitely felt the crunch or something like that. So I'm not 100% until the scan is done. But um, in terms of progress, I'm off crutches now. I'm just in my big moon boot walking about. I, haven't, uh, I can walk without the moon boot on sort of around the house at nighttime, which is good. Still a wee bit of pain, but no, things are moving faster than I thought, which is a good sign. That's good. That's good. Um, yes, I saw you kicking about on Saturday. Was that your sister you were with at Chamrock Park? Oh, that was my girlfriend. Uh, we were all we were all hoping it was your sister. That's right. <laughs> That's good. It was good to see you. It was good. Well, listen, the real reason we got you on the podcast today was we heard that you could turn fat dads into lean, skinny <laughs> flying machines. Is that true? Careful, or- careful. Dads and mothers as well. Both and mothers as well. Okay, yeah. just just anybody. Yeah, 100%. I, uh, my mother was looking after my children today, and when she came into the house, she, she literally tapped me in the tummy and said, you know, son, you got to keep checking that when you get over 40. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. It's a reality check when the parents say it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying my best. But you, all you're going to say, you do have a bit of a fitness business on the go, don't you? Yes, so I actually, over the years, I've always been in the fitness and stuff, and I actually, in general, would struggle with my weight for the average footballer, like I've always sort of been on the heavier side. So I always yo-yoed up and down, just not really knowing much. And then when I was in America, I'd done all my courses like strength and conditioning, load of nutrition, and then my PT qualification, I think it's level three is the basic you need and stuff. 
And then it just sort of came home there and overlapped. And obviously everyone had the mad ideas of what I'm going to do. I've got these special talents, so to speak. And um, I just sort of went, thought I'm going to go for it here. So I sort of done my bro- uh, sort of coached my bro- younger brother who played for Portadown last year. Shout out Shea Crossgrey. Um, done a course with him for a while and built a lot of muscle with him. And it worked quite well. So I was like, right, I'm just going to sort of dive in for it. Obviously, I still had a job on football as a background. So I was sort of going to use it as a side hustle. Learn a lot more because you can never you never know enough. You can always just keep learning with the fitness. There's that much things out there, and then I just sort of I made a TikTok account because the coach I had when I had over the summer he says it's a good sort of basis to fire information out there because a lot of people are learning from it. And then I done that. I think I'm over like twelve and a half thousand followers now, and I just sort of got a lot of clients at the minute. So everything just sort of come out me very fast. You said TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. What's that? <laughs> I've heard you enjoy TikTok, dude. Is that that thing Owen Jackson and the woman are on, Mark? That's right, yeah. That's they're, the they're, they're big TikTokers too, aren't they? Oh, they yeah. I haven't even seen that. Uh, there you go. I know. <laughs> I, I do see you. I do, what is your TikTok? Is it a handle? I, I've seen you on the Instagram, like, but or Cross Creek Fitness, I believe my TikTok is. Very good. And what about your Instagram one? I think it's. Or I actually don't know. I've got my phone sitting here. I'm not the. My memory's not the best. Our Crossgrey underscore fitness on Instagram. There you go. Your official podcast sponsor of the season is Rory Crossgrey Fitness. <laughs> Give him a shout. Um, well, listen. Uh, so the scans coming up then first week of October, and that'll that'll give a wee bit more clarity as to what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Mark Rory's had a had a great start this season and preseason before he got injured there. Yeah, I mean, he's sitting here, so I can't talk too kindly about him. Um, but <laughs> no, let's say he came in. Honestly, one of the first preseason games I went to, and I didn't even know who it was. It looked like a new signing. Um, just even the way he moved on the pitch, you know, it just he brought a freshness this in the off season to us. So he he provided that spark in the early early portion of the of the season, and it was a real pity to see him go down. But listen, um, like everybody says. This is, it has to be next man up. It has to be someone else to fill in that spot, and it's a chance for for other players to come in and, and prove their worth. Um, even though we, we can't wait to get Rory back, you know, it'll be a good day when we we'll see him back in a down shirt. But it's up to up. It's up for somebody else to come in and say this is my spot now, and I'm going to take it. You know, yeah, the chance is there. First thing I noticed pre-season was the tidier haircut. To be perfectly honest, like, and then and then it was the football, yeah, you, you, Rory, and you know, and then it was the it was the the on the pitch stuff. What, what was the? What do you feel? Not to be disrespectful at all, you know. Uh, you know, last season just maybe played grand, played okay, but the, there's this season until you get injured there. There was that. There was just an extra spark there. That bit of creativity. That bit of when you get on the ball. You know, gen- genuinely, you thought, okay, something's going to happen here, maybe. Yeah, um, sort of I sort of I've prided myself over the years of being a player that can make things happen and sort of being that one that can get the goal and get the winning goal, even if things aren't going right in the game. So I just think last year, I, I, I don't think I, personally I was fit enough. I lost over ten kilos in the summer. Um, I wouldn't say I was overweight or fat compared to what I have been, but I just wasn't as sharp as what I felt. Um, so I thought I just needed change. Went over the summer sort of wrote down what I wanted, planned, got a coach, went for it, and just thought if it's my last year in my contract, so I'll go all out and just go for it. And then I've just sort of got my confidence back again in the start of pre-season. I just felt sharper. Everything was good doing the fitness in pre-season. I was flying. So just sort of 
hit the ground running early and then it just the confidence is built up and you know yourself once you get confidence as a footballer everything just starts falling for you even the, like the goal at Linfield things like that wouldn't happen for me last year I just don't feel like it would have fell for me because it was never in like the right position so to speak and then obviously with COVID as well didn't help there's just so many factors last year it wasn't really the most enjoyable season for me but I just thought am I going to sit here and feel sorry for myself or am I just going to go work and make it work for me this year and so far obviously before the injury I was feeling good I was feeling sharp but it's unfortunate, but look, it's just another small setback. It's part of football injuries, and there's no point dwelling on it too much. I'll still work now to get myself as fit as possible for when I do come back. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what age are you now, Rory? 24 years young. 24. That's, that, that's actually old for our average age. I'm one of the older ones, which is crazy, on the program panel. You are, but uh, I'm just thinking, you know, 24, the reality is, you know, even other... 10, you could play another 10 or 12 seasons in the Irish League, really, like, you know, if yeah. you wanted to, and uh, depending on fitness and injuries and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, brilliant. Well, listen, um, one other reason I wanted to get you on was um, we've got a new sponsor for the Player of the Month Award uh, at Portadown this season, which is the Head of the Road. Thanks to John Lawson for sponsoring that. The Head of the Road is like a country pub restaurant outside Portadown. So, Ruri Crossgree, you are the Head of the Road Player of the Month for August and September. So, well done. Congratulations. Well, yeah, thank you very that. much. Um, well yeah, I'm sure you, you'll... So, well, what you have won is it's not the best thing to be talking about fitness, although you don't mind <laughs> people eating whatever they want like, but it is, a, it is going to be a voucher for the Head of the Road restaurant and a wee engraved tankard as well. So we'll get that to you as soon as we get that organised. But congratulations Lovely, thank you very and well Well-deserved, um, well and we've obviously missed you on the pitch over the last couple of weeks, Mark. I suppose we'll have to talk about the Dungana match here for 30 seconds or not. <laughs> um, bad crack last Saturday, really. It was a difficult match all around, Mark. Yeah. Uh, so much so that you were in commentary and we all know how that feels when you're getting duffed and you're sitting there for half an hour having to talk to Michael Galt about Dungannon scoring goals. Yeah, the the last 25 minutes or so on commentary wasn't great. There wasn't too much being said, to be perfectly honest. Um, I sort of ran out of out of the whittle to, to talk about it. But yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good day. Um, sort of there was a bit of a build-up about the whole thing. Um, obviously, the primary school... Uh, and all the primary schools invited with free tickets and stuff so there's a wee bit of atmosphere building there's a bit of anticipation about it and yeah listen um, I think as much as as we didn't play well and and Michael Galt said it on commentary as well Dungannon played really well you know their, their shape was fantastic Off the their work off the ball was really good it was hard for us to break down and and you have to give them credit as well they took the chances they looked so dangerous from minute one on the break Um like they were sitting in and letting us play, and then as soon as we couldn't break it down, they were going. And it was quick, and it was—I have to give them a, a full credit for it because they deserved the three points. Um, but on a port of Downs perspective, it just wasn't good enough all over. Um, I don't think there, there was sort of spells where we, we sort of looked like we we're going to get into this, especially in the first half. And it was, it was when we were on top, getting on top, or starting to look dangerous. That's when Dungan broke and, and punished us um, for. There was defensive mistakes, let's be honest. There was individual mistakes for a lot of the goals, um, which will frustrate management and coaches and stuff and, and players. Um, 
and it's, it's, it's those things. So sometimes when you're, if you can see the goal and they've hit it from 30 yards in the top corner, you just go, hold, hold your hands up, what do you do? But when there's individual mistakes, that's the things that can be cut out quite easily, you know? Um, and that's what's frustrating about, about, about conceding goals like that. But um, yeah, just really frustrating. Um, and heads are down, you know, Carrick beat the slot the week before, then Gannon um, on Saturday there, you know, it's... Um, now is the time where the characters had to be shown. Um, you can you can give up. You can put your head down, and just go. Ah, oh, you know what? We're not going to do it, and and get, and just give up for the season. Or you can work hard. Um, get you know sort of get the chin up and go. And uh, I think that Saturday will, will sort of prove who who wants it. Uh, you know, it is as is, is, is as basic as that. Who's going to work hard? Who's going to work hard through training outside of training? Who's going to prepare themselves right and and move on and. Listen, the players in that changing room have to know that that's all they have now. They have themselves, they have to group together, they have to work as as hard as any other team, if not harder, and and get themselves out of this because they're the only people that can do this. You know, you can't bring in new players, you, you can't do all that stuff, you can't change anything. Those 20 players or whatever it is have to get together and, and get us out of this early mess. It's, it's so early, and I know... I was saying even the Michael Galton Saturday, you know, is it too early to be really, really frustrated? Um, and it's sort of as, as frustrating as it is, we are only what six games in, so it is really early. But signs aren't great. But perspective says it's six games, so that is the positive. I would rather this happen in the first six games than feeling like this in the last six games. So now is the time to change it, and you've got plenty of game to do it. You know. Yeah, Rudy, that's my motivational speech. Yeah, that's the for the whole match. Yeah, fair play to you. <laughs> <laughs> Forward them to the end. I know. Could you put your finger on on what went wrong on Saturday? Or I'm not. Listen, I don't want to put you under pressure. You're obviously no, part of that squad, and yeah, no, but I think it comes with honesty too, and I think it's just it's frustrating watching because you know the talent on the team. Like it, it's a very talented team. I dream of them all the time. There's two players for every position, like there generally is. And the frustrating thing is, like, the result, like, you look at that result the weekend and you're just thinking, you look at it and think the Gannon's a better team all round. But I know that we're nobody's battling us in the league if we really put our minds to it. Like, I just think sometimes when it comes against the big teams, like the Linfield and Lauren, the work rate we put in was next to none. Like, you couldn't fault us whatsoever. And then the, it, I just feel like we lacked a bit of that work rate in Saturday, maybe because it's a lower team, sort of closer to us, that you don't have the hype and the, the sort of, like, Odds that a big team is coming to uh, Shamrock like the way we did with Lauren Linfield because I felt like we could have got something out of both of them games which is very unfortunate too but yeah I think that's the most frustrating thing is just seeing it like knowing that you can't do anything from the side but knowing how much talent there is within that squad because there really is a lot of talent and there's a lot of work rate too it just sort of it just seemed like one of those games where nothing was clicking for us like you look at Sam Ward's uh, free kick hitting the post and all even then Sammy had a couple of close chances where the keeper made a couple of saves as well there was still small chances there not saying that we deserved them because we probably didn't in the in hindsight looking at the whole game but there definitely was them wee things that just weren't clicking for us at all that day yeah it was frustrating all around listen we're recording this on tuesday night and there's three premiership matches on balamine against dungallon glen avon against lauren glen torn against linfield uh, linfield are beating glen torn 3-0 we're on the blue 
uh, Larner beating Glenavon 1-0 and Ballymena were 3-0 down against Dungannon and is currently Ballymena forward, Dungannon 3. So uh, the, the highlights of that will be very interesting. Um, but as you said, Mark, uh, it is early in, in the season. You know, there's you've six games played there. If it finishes like that, you know, Ballymena have four points, Dungannon have three points, one point to three points, we've one point, you know, you get a wee run together, one or two two wins, and you can find yourself climbing the table to sort of ninth position. I think it's just that, you know, with your Carrick, your Dungannon, your Warren Point, you know, at the start of the season, they're probably the teams you set out to go. We're going to be in and around them, so we have to be beating those teams. We have to finish top of that pile and to be beaten by Carrick and then to be, I mean, well beaten by Dungannon, it has to be said. Um it leads to a lot of frustration and maybe people start to get a bit nervous and and a bit even angry, you know. There was a bit of booing at the end of the match and everything. But I think all of the bottom six teams will go through peaks and troughs in the season where, you know, they might go on a good run and win two or three matches, but then they might lose three or four matches in a row while we're going on a bit of a peak and you just hope by the end of it that you have acquired enough points to finish above some of those teams. Um, yeah, I don't know what else can be said there. That, but that match is finished. Ball, I mean, I've beaten Dungannon 4-3. Linfield have beaten Glen Torn 3-0. So, you know, they're all in the scrap there. Ball, I mean, are in the scrap down at that end of the table as well. So it's, it's early days. It's six games in out of, what, 38? Um, so it's time for togetherness to put out the team that's going to get us a result on Saturday and I think well I suppose we'll look forward to the Warren Point match then it's you know we're going up there on Saturday you know Tippy obviously on the scale he used to be the manager and the assistant up there they're in around us they'll be they know we're not on a particularly good run. They'll be sensing blood as well, won't they, Rory, going up? Like? Yeah, I think over even last year, I, I only played one of the games, but they've always been decent games against Warren Point because well, we pride ourselves in our work rate, first of all, and then let the football do the work after. And I think they're sort of a team like that as well. The way I was under Barry Gray at the start when I first signed Warren Point, and Tippy was sort of assisting at the time, and he would always yeah. emphasize just work rate and then football taking over. So it's always been one of the as we tight scrappy games where anybody can win it and even I think it was early days last year it was one each when Stevie Murray scored that game as well it was just such a close-knit game yeah. especially Milltown early November a, yeah yeah it's such a tight pitch and it, it is hard to play football on it's just one of those ones where you need to work as hard as you can and something's going to drop for either team because I don't know it's just one when it's it's a must-win game for in my eyes like with the Carrick and Dungannon game passing, they are the teams we're looking to beat. Like Obviously, we're looking to beat every team. We're going out confident in ourselves and know we can beat any team in this league. But when you look at it from a realistic standpoint here, these are the teams we need to beat because they will be in around us, wherever it is, whether it's 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, etc. So it's a big game. And like uh, Mark says before, it's it's time for players to stand up and really show character because character is the main thing when you're down in the dumps in football. If you don't have character, you're not going to get far. But... I know personally from playing with the boys that there is a lot of character in this team and I, I still am confident going into Saturday that they can do the job, no bother. Yeah. How do you how do you think the, the players will have felt after Saturday? Listen, I, we live in the real world, you know, you know, players play for a team, 
you know, they want to do their best personally and they get paid for doing so, you know, so, so players of a football team, they're not supporters of that team, you know, so it probably doesn't, a defeat, I'm sure it affects them, but it probably doesn't affect them as long as it affects a supporter. It's just, it's just a fact of the matter, but morale wise, how do, how will the guys respond after that result? You know, this week in training, for example, how, yeah, you know, I think usually like? the, the best way we've always went about it is the intensity in the next session. You just got to bring it up. Like Tippy always says in most of his interviews, if we've had a bad result or something, it's in the past now. If you're going to just sit and think about it, it's not going to do you any favours. Obviously, you take away, you rewatch the game and take away your things you can improve on. But if you dwell on it too much, it's just going to bring a sort of a negative side within the camp. So as long as you go out your next session with intent to improve, with intensity, with what you're doing, whether it's pressing, whether it's playing through the lines, whether it's shooting, finishing, whatever it is, just making sure that you're doing the right things leading up to the next game is the most important thing. Yeah. How do you think we'll get on on Saturday, Mark? What's the feeling? Or um, If you asked me this before, I never like going to one point ever. I've never enjoyed myself down at Milltown, to be fair. Um, it's a pain in the backside to get to, for one thing. <laughs> yeah, what way do is. you go? What way do you go? Like, do you go in through Warren Point and up the hill, or do you go down the Jill Carriageway and cut across that back road? I don't know yes, which way is faster. I, like. I, I, I definitely go the back road, but... Um, yeah, I've never enjoyed going there until last year when we actually got a win, but there was nobody there but us, you know, so mm-hmm. there was no fans or anything. So, uh, um, yeah, it's a hard one. Warren Point have always sort of been a bit of a bogey for us, especially down there. Um, but I don't think they've got off to that hard of a start this year. Um, again, six, only six games in, so it's, it's, it's hard to read anything into it. Yeah. They have some individual players that I really rate. Um Luke Ward Slater signed from Lauren. He's he's a, a a decent player going forward. Connor Mitchell and Nets as well. Again from Lauren is another good player. And they always seem that they are that side that are able to pick from the border. You know Dundalk sort of region. They pick a lot of players from from that area and stuff. And um, yeah, there's some really good individual players. Gavin Pierce as well done really well for them last year. Um, I know they lost Danny Wallace to Glenavon and I, he, 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 he performed well for them last year as well. So, yeah, it's hard to know. Um, I think uh, looking at it, it could be a real tight, scrappy game, especially if both teams aren't really full of confidence. They're going out, maybe not uh, to say they don't want to get beat first is is maybe wrong, but they're going out maybe a little bit lower in confidence, so they're not as free-flowing as what they, they would be. Um, so, possibly a real tight affair. I say that now, it could end up Four three either way. Um, hopefully it's in our way, of course. But uh, I, d- I would just love to get Sammy McLeod got off the mark last last week. I know that's maybe the one small sliver of, of positivity out of the out of Saturday's game. So he's a guy I I, I want to see take more chances um, going forward because he has that ability. Um, I would love to see Lee Bonus maybe get get going again. He's only got the one this year, and he, the work rates are the efforts there, but it's just maybe. The, the luck of, of getting on the end of something. Um, I would love to see a couple of individuals really step up and, and, and drag us forward, you know. So, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm going more in hope than anticipation. But uh, we have it there to do. We have the talent. We have the, the players to get a, a result on Saturday. So, yeah, fingers crossed they can muck in and, and pull something out because I think it's needed. So, Mark, without being disrespectful to Matthew, you're the manager for the next 60 seconds here. What What's Over. your formation for Saturday? Give us a formation. <laughs> um, two, four forwards, two at the back, and we'll just go four up top and hope for the best. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, listen, it's, it's hard, hard to know. Uh, I know a lot of people want somebody alongside Lee Bonus to get close to him, but I, I still think he works really well as a one-up top, but it's up it's up then to the guys that are playing either that uh, if they're in the wide areas to get in close to him and get around him because we're not getting close enough to him. And if you are getting close enough to him, we're not getting on the end of things. So, you know, th- this... I don't think formations overly matter as much as what fans, some fans think. It's how the players perform and adapt to what they're meant to do, you know. So I'm happy with four two three one or it's four two three. It's the same sort of variation of that. Um, for me, actually, one thing out of Saturday as well, another slimmer of positivity was Barney McKeown coming back into the side. Um, I think he's I think he could be really important for us because we have a lot of players in the middle that are good on the ball and sort of want to play and stuff. But Barney's very basic and simple and wins his tackles, wins his challenges and gives it to the guy, other guy. You know, there's nothing. It's, it's a very, it's a wee bit one-dimensional maybe, but it, it, it suits an Irish league team. There has to have, there has to be a certain amount of them players. And maybe we didn't have that enough. I'm not saying the rest don't have enough bite, but he has extra bite. And bringing him into that midfield might be, might be key for us, you know. So I'm hopeful of that as well. Yeah, I mean Barney, he's been across the water, and he's you know he's obviously taken the eye at, at in at certain stages, and of course just keeping him injury free is seems to be the big concern, you know. But if if Barney could keep himself fit and and injury free, I fully agree with you. I thought when he came on on Saturday, he 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 lifted us a bit, you know. He uh, I'm sure when you said he, he was simple, you were talking about his style of play, like, and uh, he, yeah. he did. He did the simple things really well, and um, yeah, my internet's my internet's going a wee bit slow here. It took you about ten seconds to laugh at my joke. There, I was getting worried. <laughs> um, listen, I suppose, I suppose it's only we we all listen. We're behind. We're behind. Pour it down. We want to see the team win on Saturday and come home with three points and lift everybody's mood because I don't know about you, Mark, but my mood the whole weekend was not good. Yeah. Family life was not too pretty this last weekend. Just like grumping around like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it makes a big difference when your team wins. And, uh, you know, it's obviously in a way a match for us on Saturday. So I, I sometimes think within a way a match, the pressure's just off you ever so slightly. And... Uh, Hopefully, you know, plenty of supporters go down Saturday and support the team and get behind them. And, you know, we are a young team. They need encouraged. Yeah. They need cheered. They need supported. And we just hope that they do their best. I suppose the one thing I hope about the Dungana match was I think a lot of players just had an off day on the same day. And hopefully they'll not have an off day for for another while and listen they're they're human beings they're individuals of course mistakes can happen and you maybe don't play it to your highest level every week but uh yeah we wish the team all the best for this saturday we hope that they come yeah back down the road with three points and we can start clean you know climbing the table just a little bit one step at a time i suppose yeah. you sort of david sorry um, you talk about um supporters and stuff and yet listen i understand the frustration and i get it I'm as frustrated as anybody, and sometimes fans can't do anything about it, so they start giving off and stuff. And I get it, I understand it, but see, for for Saturday, I think because Warren Point's such a, a tight wee ground, fans are on top of the, of the action. You know, you can really have a vocal effect on things that happen. 
Um, and I would love to see a good number of supporters coming down, drinking a wee swallow on the, on the way down to the bus and having a laugh and getting behind the boys because the, especially if you're a younger team, a younger team feels that presence of, of supporters supporting them, you know, and, and rallying behind them. And if, if, if we do go down, get behind them and, and drag us back again, or if we do take the league, celebrate and go nuts and, and have them sort of buzzing off that, I think it's important for a young team especially. And I would love to see that this Saturday. And I know everybody's frustrated and, and down a wee bit, but let's throw that away for 90 minutes and get behind them and see where it takes us because it could give you that extra... Two percent that that makes a difference, you know. That's my rallying call. Really, <laughs> really, anything to add to that? No, Bates covered it all. He, he has made a good point though. Like when you do, you can sense when the fans are behind you and stuff, and it does give you a boost. As much as you don't hear what they're saying on the pitch, but you, you get the sort of that wee bit of a vibe off it, where it does, it does push teams on. You even see it at the top level in the Premier League and everything too. Like it's it's. It's it's not too noticeable, but it does give that wee ten percent extra. So I would agree. You forget everything for ninety minutes, and then if you do go down, support your team as much as you can. You get that win, and then you can push forward uh, from there and leave all the shit behind you, which has happened so far. Yeah, brilliant. We're hoping for a a good result on Saturday, lift the mood, and we can take a step on from there. Well, boys, there's no point in dragging it out here. Thanks very much to Mr. Sir Mark Beatty for joining me this evening. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you, mate. And also thank you to the Head of the Road Player of the Month for August and September, Mr. Ruri Crossgrave. Thanks very much for eventually joining us, Ruri. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. It was supposed to happen half an hour ago, but sure. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. I know it's been enjoyable to talk to you and get a wee bit of insight and uh, obviously we wish you well with the, the injury. I hope it's not as bad as we fear and if it is then uh, listen, you're fit as a fiddle. I'm sure recovery will be as quick as it can be. So listen everyone, uh, enjoy the rest of your week, enjoy the match on Saturday and we will be back next weekend to chat to you. See you later.